Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Bottom of the hour, the uh, radio voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, in his weekly spot. Uh, we have at least a couple more with Mitch. Do you th- I was thinking back on this. He started August the 1st. And has been with us, was with us every day we're on the air in August. Mm-hmm. And then every Wednesday, exception of the bye week, um, it's been on a lot. Certainly grateful that relationship. And he'll join us as they get set to head to Super Bowl 57. It's a great relationship. Love having him on, certainly the program, and getting his insight into things. And a little chesty after the game. Did you uh, <laughs> did you hear the highlight of him and his I call did. as I did. they I... wrapped up another Super Bowl trip? I did. Uh, there was actually video of it as well. Um, and good for him, right? Good, yes. good for him. Works for that squad. They've had a lot of success clearly in the last few years. And uh, we're grateful as we get to kind of tag along and, and do it vicariously through the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. He's coming up at 1130. Just settles at 12.05. He was on the call last night as part of the Chris Street um, documentary that aired following the game last night as well. But we'll get Jess's ta- thoughts on what he saw as he did the uh, uh, color commentary last night on Iowa Northwestern. We'll get into that coming up here. And then uh, David Kaplan will join us. We'll head to Chicago, catch up with the Capman, all the latest on Chicago sports with Cappy. It was our thought to get somebody, a Hawk and a clone reporter on here today. Everybody's busy. Iowa State has a football press conference at noon with Matt Campbell and then Nate Shieldhouse. Uh, and then Iowa later today. So Alisa Bluter was over the lunch hour as well. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't our, our the media that we all reached out to. All busy during our show, but we'll get them uh, here tomorrow. Big game downtown Des Moines here tonight. I guess you'd call it that. Forest Avenue. They are Des Moines' hometown team. It's the Panthers and the Bulldogs, 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Fox Sports. Are we still calling it that? We're not. It's Bally Sports Midwest. Yes. 671. Adam Emenecker uh, has uh, the uh, color analyst duties tonight on that one. That's an 8 o'clock tip. So lots to get to. Iowa State's schedule has come out. Want to get that here in the first segment of the program. Uh, Tom Brady this time feels like it's legit, that it is actually for real this time. Uh, We'll get into that, but we have to start with Iowa Northwestern last night. And uh, I thought going in, Trent, that this was a pesky Northwestern team that this wasn't going to be, you know, like it's been over the last few years. Northwestern shows up on the schedule. For the most part, it's cakewalk and mm-hmm. put in the win column and get ready for the next one. It's a pretty good team, and Iowa took it to them, especially late in the basketball game. Yeah, my uh, under was feeling pretty good there until the final 10 minutes when Iowa puts 29 points up miss. in the last 8 minutes and change of the game and, and absolutely crushes that one. But yeah, that Northwestern team, you lose Pete Nance. Mm-hmm. You lose Young to Duke. Like, they're going to be terrible. Right. They were terrible last year. They're not going to be good. Nope. There was nothing that you looked at and said, oh boy, there, there's an guards, impact. Guards are okay, but... Yeah, yeah. boo-boo, he can, he can yeah. go off. Adija's good defensively. Mm-hmm. Meh. They're good. <laughs> I, that, that was my takeaway. And yes, Iowa ended up winning this game by 16, but mm-hmm. it was just incredible performance out of Peyton Sanford again. Oh my God. Get shot at late. the end of the half. My takeaway, though, is Northwestern's good. Yes, they're, they are. They're just not a fake resume no. good or... 
that's a good basketball mm-hmm. team. That return trip, that's going to be a problem heading to Evanston. They have played really well. They played well on the road this year. That's a nice victory for Iowa. Not very often we say, hey, beating Northwestern, that's a nice win. It happened for years. That absolutely was I a agree. nice win. Where I totally agree. Chris Murray wasn't great. Nope. Aaron Euless was not the guy we saw nope. the three previous uh, games. For the first time, yep. He kind of had a, uh, a downtick in his scoring. Didn't get anything out of Patrick McCaffrey. No, so let, let me stop there. And this is... Um, it's kind of awkward to even at because you hate to pry. Yeah. Um, so he's 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 in the game. He comes out of the game. He's, uh, the Big Ten Network shows a shot of him standing beside Fran, mm-hmm. uh, and then they show him walking to the locker room and then coming back to the bench. We see him later. I'm not sure how much time elapsed between you know the trip to the locker room and coming back. You don't know what's wrong, right? Uh, but we do know that he just missed significant time. But you hate to pry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I feel. It's. If there was something tangible, yeah, if this was it would have come up, right? Or shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. This is different. It's a guy coming off yes. a six-game break because of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what, he just he just fouled somebody. Is that what it was? I think it was the three-point yeah, play. Yeah. And he had fouled someone, and I then he went right, right to the bench. Now and then that he went I think back. about it, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think it's anything like But we don't know. We don't know. And it's all speculation. Yeah, because, he could have diarrhea. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> right, yeah. You could have had to go take crap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> take a leak, whatever it is. said that this year? Somebody... <laughs> yes, they did. No, you know what? It was John Tortorella. I mean, was it? I was a hockey or basketball. Anyways, that was either a coach or a player's response to a question. Well, like we see tennis guys all the time. Got to go back, or yeah. tennis ladies go yeah. back and take a pee break. Right. And then there's times that the chair umpire won't let them do it. Right. As it happened in the Australian Open. There's no kind of thing. We don't know. But no. I didn't see the question asked. I don't think it... And, and you know what, Trent? If if you, if I'm in the press conference, um, I'm not asking that. Right, it's just seemingly out of bounds. I kind of I feel bad. I feel that you shouldn't be talking about. It, but you have to at least bring it up. Right, ask you know to just throw it out there. But um, anyways, he didn't he didn't return to the game, and maybe we'll get some clarity on that. And we certainly hope it was diarrhea or something as nondescript as that. Right. right? Absolutely. Had a headache, whatever. Lost a contact. Josh Dix, not great either. No, but you know what? Um, he's got a spot on this team. He I mean, does. And yeah. he's, as far as the minutes from now until the end of the season, I think he does. Peyton Sanford, you mentioned it. My God. They were they were going after Dix when he was in the game, though. Yeah, true. They, they said, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. go after him. Mm-hmm. So it was Euless, but... Great to see Tony Perkins hit a three. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But playing with that emotion again, that's when he's at his best. He is that emotional leader. He's that fire-up guy. He's that guy that's jawing and talking and forces a turnover and gets all pumped up. They need that kind of emotion from him. Connor McCaffrey, he's a butt kicker. (laughs) He's a red ass. He's all those things. You got that guy. Certainly Philip Robracho. Oh, he was terrific. He's got an. Was edge that his to best? Him. I was going to say, was that his best game as a hawk? One of them, definitely. It's yeah. in the conversation, yes. right? I thought he was fantastic last night and doing it against a seven footer, right? That can move. Yes, Nicholson's not just a. He's uh, not a stick. He's not a pylon, right? He he played really really well in the matchup in a night like that to still put eighty six up against this mm-hmm. Northwestern defense. Boy, this team can score. Yeah. I mean, when they're 
it's as simple as hitting shots. Now, you can say that about everybody, right? I mean, well, any basketball team looks good when they're hitting shots, but there's something different. The sets that they run, Fran always good with those out-of-bounds plays and coming out of timeouts. They just <laughs> And he called one late in the first half, and what did he do, and what was the result? Three-pointer going into the locker room. How big was that, or did that feel to tie to 39 apiece? As you're down by nine points late in the half, yeah. looks like, oh boy, things are getting away here. And Settle said, after Chris Murray clanked one, mm-hmm. keep shooting. And you know what? He came down, which called him Chris Murray again. And Murray came down the floor and canned one. And then he got going. And then 39 apiece going into the locker room. Um, it was huge. He absolutely was. Fun game last it night. It was. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And uh, I was able to pull off something that is a rarity. Come 8 o'clock. Excuse me. I started right? up. Yeah. Getting choked up over here. <laughs> Come 8 o'clock. I was calling high school hoops last yep. night. Yep. Turned off you no- didn't know the game score? Turned off notifications on the phone. Uh-huh. Shut it down. Didn't look. You got home without knowing. Without a word. That is Listened so rare. Listened to music on the way home. Got home. 9.45 or so. Game was still going, so I had that kind of weird mm-hmm. moment. All right, do I just no, start jump from in the beginning. or get into it? So, got to the game. Didn't look at my phone at all during the rewatch of the it's whole thing. It's hard to do, isn't it? it? It's very difficult. <laughs> a lot more difficult than uh-huh. I thought, but I was happy that I was able to pull that off last night. I wrapped it up at about 11.30. I was going to say, how long did it take just zipping through halftime and the commercials? And- oh, probably. I was done by about 11, and then I stuck around and watched the Chris Street documentary. Did you see it again? Yeah. yeah. I, I had to, yeah. and tears were there again. Yeah. The second time was maybe even more impactful. It just... It was so well done. It's really well done. Yeah. Tremendously well done. Jess Settles was a part of it. He's going to join us in an hour from now. I uh, look forward to catching up with uh, with Jess Settles. Really, really good basketball mind. Uh, so good to see that. We talked about this three-game homestand. Boy, it's certainly signed for two. Hell, screw that. Let's, uh, let's see if Iowa can get them all, right? So uh, I saw this tweet yesterday from our buddy Dave Creighton Jr. from mm-hmm. the Hawkeye Huddle. Yep. He said... Been on the air for a long time yes, doing that. Yes, he has. 17 years, something long like time, that. Long time, yep. He said, uh, how about this for Brett Ridge? Sunday, they played Rutgers, who was second in the Big Ten. Yep. Last night, they played Northwestern, who was second in the Big Ten. Yep. And who they play Saturday? Is Illinois second? Illinois, second in the Big Ten. How about that? That's rare, man. I mean, it's seemingly impossible it to have something like that. seemingly would be, right? What other thing, though, you look at Iowa, and you look at where the resume is right now, and mm-hmm. playing well, a couple of nice wins here against Rutgers and Northwestern. But you look at the standings and just this big cobble of the 10 teams Other that are than all Purdue. together. Right. Right. And you look at it and say, boy, Iowa has losses to the 11th, yeah, the 13th place team. I know. You have Wisconsin, mm-hmm. not very good, and that was at home. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, not very good. Mm-mm. Penn State, Mm-mm. not great. Nope. Those are the losses that you have on your resume. That's a great point. Even if you could, I mean, even sign up for one more win and don't right. have that Eastern Illinois. Where would this team be? Oh. Take Eastern Illinois and just give them one of those games. Well, um, they'd, they'd be seven and four in the conference. They'd sure probably be the second choice with them or Illinois at mm-hmm, this point mm-hmm. in the league. You're talking about a double bye, feeling really good Without about a your doubt about that. that. Yeah, you're talking about a top four seed, maybe. Yeah, you're pushing towards that. Uh-huh. You're you're suddenly sixteen and six then, as opposed to fourteen and eight. It, it's a completely different conversation. Yeah. Like you can't take away games. You can't. No, do you that. can't. I mean, they happened. We watched them. We talked about them going into it and coming out of it. And how bad they were. But battling back against Wisconsin, getting that game yeah. to overtime and that flurry in the final minute mm-hmm. to get it there, let that one slip away. Battle all the way back against Penn State, and then the Nebraska game. He's just an anomaly. They, they played as poorly as they possibly yep, could. They did. Yeah, Eastern. Illinois was bad too, but yeah, in in big in Big Ten game, that was uh, that was bad. That was bad. 
Well, uh, wouldn't call him. It is good for them. Nice to see Peyton Sanford doing what he did. You're right. I couldn't agree with you more on Tony Perkins. Uh, his game in Robracha was, I don't know, best player on the floor for Iowa. Sanford was great, but Robracha does so much dirty work. And the six-point play. Yeah, I mean, how rare is that? So what did Chris Collins do? I mean, do we know? He, he didn't obviously seem said real the magic pleased word. about getting the technical either. Right. He said you we can't, had to be restrained. Yeah, he said, like, you can't call that. I, I mm-hmm. saw reading his lips at mm-hmm. one point. He also saw Patrick when they cut back over to him after the four-point play. Yeah. <laughs> he had something to say, yeah. too. It was incredible what Sanford did. I don't know. I mean, I never saw a replay or anything. I what he either. said, I never saw Fran McCaffrey get teed up. They no. said it on the broadcast. They and then they went right to break. Mm-hmm. And man, if they said anything coming out of it, I missed it. DJ Carson's in yeah. short fuse. Yeah, is he from Iowa City? Is that the one that's from Iowa City I don't on know. the crew last night? I think somebody said he's from Iowa City. Really? I and I didn't know, know that either. Um, and I might be totally making that up in my head, <laughs> but, I, but I'm pretty sure I saw that uh, at some point. Uh, so anyways, um, Iowa State, well, the entire Big 12 released their football schedule lately, or late, mm-hmm. uh, seven weeks late, but I guess better late than never, and it's here. It's not easy. No. It, uh, the Big 12 schedule makers, I don't think, did them any favors, and that includes putting Texas uh, in uh, in Ames uh, the second last week of the regular season, final home game for Iowa State. But, man, you get to watch the, the Cyclones at home on October the 7th and don't see them in Ames again until the 4th of November, and that's homecoming. Homecoming Ooh. in November. Wow. And no choice. Apparently, it's going to be chilly, huh? It is. Apparently, the uh, October 7th game against TCU, there's some Big Jack Trice event okay. that they had scheduled early. I'm guessing it was the first uh, first weekend, the first Saturday game in October that that was on the schedule. So they had to push um, homecoming way, way, way back. But man, you only get six home games for starters. Look, I get it, kind of. Why you take the two for one and you have to make a turn return visit to Athens, Ohio to take on the Bobcats. You don't want to write checks. And that, I think, gets them out of writing that check, the buy game, yep. um, the two for one. So there's no, um, no bookkeeping there on Iowa State's part. Um, so you kind of get that on one hand, but man. Tulane makes sense. Yeah. It's New Orleans. Right. Vegas, Vegas makes sense. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Athens, Ohio. Yeah. I'm sure it's a beautiful area. I, I, I've heard it's a great campus, beautiful place. Is it? But middle of September. Yeah. No thanks. So Northern Iowa, Iowa. Then they go on the road. Oklahoma State comes in. They get Oklahoma and o- Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. Then here comes TC, who, oh, by the way, just played for a national championship. Uh, then they go to Cincinnati. You know, if I, if you could go on one road game, where would you go out of this slate? Uh, because, it would be Cincinnati for me. It would be. I want to see Nippert Stadium. There's something about that. Those old buildings, thirty thousand strong. Not a lot of seats. I, um, I I've always liked Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The few times I've been there, probably been there four or five times. Um, if I you think could, it would be there, if you could guarantee decent weather, where it, would you go? Be BYU. BYU? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty special backdrop too, isn't it? I talked to a couple of people on the UNI coaching staff and players that played in that game when they played BYU. What was that? Four or five, six years ago, and they said just an incredible environment, yeah. just absolutely beautiful. The mm-hmm. mountains overlooking the stadium said it's just yep. as picturesque as anywhere that you go. So that would be the one, but. 
Yeah, how am I going to find beer to tailgate? That might be a little <laughs> bit of a problem too. So I'd have to do is, a little more is research. That still, is that still? I don't, a thing? I don't think it is. Well, got to see if they got bush light out there when the cyclones make their way out there, right? Well, uh, it'll be a problem if they don't. I wonder how many will. You know what? That'd be a pretty good uh, question if you could go to. I wonder what cyclone fans. Um, yeah, both the new. But that's just, this is weird too, right? Of the four newbies, they only get two of them, mm-hmm. and they're both on the road. And both on the road. Four of their last six games on the road. This is not a good schedule for Iowa State. You better make your hay early. Yeah, and good luck. Iowa, yeah. they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Absolutely going to be good. Even they got if, a legit quarterback. Right. Even if they have a moron they, offensive retool- coordinator. <laughs> we'll find that out today. They, they've retooled their offensive line. Yeah. They've brought in some receivers. they got two tight ends again. You and you I know, is going to be you and I. You and I. It's always a tough game. A road trip to Ohio? You, you don't know. You don't. I mean, it should be a win. No, I mean, Iowa State's at a point they should never lose uh, or no, seldom lose well, to remember, a max school. In the 2002 Iowa team, they went out to Miami of Ohio. And they struggled in that game. I mean, they pulled away late, but that mm-hmm. was a tight game. Mm-hmm. It's a road game. Your first road game of the year in yeah. weird environments. Yeah. It's not easy. And then both Oklahoma schools. They right. go to anywhere. And then TCU. No, I know. And then you go to Cincinnati. Right. It's just on and on and on. Where's the breather? Kansas is no longer a breather. No. I'm sorry. What do you have this team going? <sighs> four and eight? I think that's probably... Put the total at four and a half? It's not unfair, Trent, to say that. If we're putting the over-under out and right being now. being realistic. Four and a half? Yeah. K-State, they're the defending champs. Right. Texas, they recruit every year. There is no breather here. There's none. There is none. Your breather, and if you want to call it that, not much of a breather opening week. No, absolutely not. We've seen you and I how they mm-hmm. played this one. Mm-hmm. It's usually close. This is as tough of a schedule as you can Oh, want. my God. Yuck. It is. It's a whole bunch of yuck. Mm-hmm. Six home games only. Um, Four of the last six on the road. Yeah. And if you're not through that opening stretch, you know, those first even five games, at minimum three and two. Let's break it down by the month real quick. Okay. And then, and then we'll go to the phones here. Yeah. So Northern Iowa, Iowa, uh, at Ohio, Oklahoma State. You got to find a way to win at least two. I mean, yes. you, if you if you don't win two, you're sunk. Oh, absolutely sunk. Can they get to three and one? So that means beating Iowa, or Oklahoma State, both the Jack Trice, both the Jack Trice. Okay, let's do for, it. For argument's sake, let's, let's give it. them three and I one. I agree. Let's do it at Oklahoma. TC. Uh, well, that Oklahoma is actually legit, still. In, it's a September game, mm-hmm. five September games. So three and two, three and two, okay, three that's and two yep. in uh, in September. Then three games in October. TCU at Cincy at Baylor. Get a minimum of one. one. That's four. four. Then you turn to November, and you have to win two of these four to get bowl eligible. Home to Kansas, give them a win. Yeah. At BYU, tricky. It is, but winnable. Didn't see him a ton last year. Texas at home. It's November the 18th. That's good. It is good. They're not going to like the cold. They're well, but, but who's who's to say it might, might not be 55 degrees? It could be too. Right? You're right. And you just be Cyclones luck that it's 65 degrees, right. uh, unseasonably warm when Texas makes their final trip to Ames, Iowa. And at K-State. K-State's good. They're building, too. They're building, too. Yeah. I, t- I agree with you. That is a program ascending. So do you think that, because they obviously the Big 12 did not 
save that final week of the regular season for air quote rivalry weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, K State Iowa State would be and falls it's a rivalry. In, it is. It falls into that category. Are we shaping up here to to divisions? Might this game once the Big Twelve goes to divisions? Might K State Iowa State? We got to think are in the same division, mm-hmm. right? Might this game stay as the final week of the regular season? I, I could see that, and I understand what the Big 12 is doing here. Look, with this new conference, when rivalry weekend comes, you are not going to compete with Michigan-Ohio State, no. with Alabama-Auto, no. with Florida-Florida State, Mm-mm. with even Clemson-South Carolina. Right. You're, just, you're not going to compete. USC-UCLA, these games, Kansas-Kansas State, Houston-Texas Tech, even Baylor, TCU, it's just not on the same level. So mm-hmm. instead of that, have something, have those rivalry games happen yep. throughout the course of right. the year. Yep. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I think it's a good idea because you're just not going to measure up to those rivalry games that happen across the country and so many in-state rivalries that have long history behind them and games that you remember. Well, especially like, when you're trying to orchestrate or, or create a rivalry, mm-hmm. you know, on paper. That's not, where they, that's not where they are created. This makes a lot of sense. It does. I think yeah. what they're doing here, as opposed to banging mm. your head against the wall and hoping, well, we got rivalry week too. Well, it's, it's not the same rivalry week. Mm-hmm. Instead, do it this way. Mm-hmm. Put some compelling matchups there in the final week of the season and then set it up. And if you can you know, get it set up where you don't get a rematch the following week or, mm-hmm. like you said, divisions, I, I think that makes a ton of sense too going forward. Our, our where would you go? North, south, east, west? What makes the most sense? Do you North, keep all the Texas... South. East West, because <sighs> East West is a thing now in this league. Mm-hmm. I, geez. I don't know, Trent. That's a really good question. Do you keep the you know the school the Texas schools together, or do you separate them? So if you went north south, at least as it pertains to geography, okay. BYU, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and the Kansas schools. A little bit light of a division. Uh-huh. Where the South would be Okie State, the four Texas schools. And Central Florida. Uh-huh. Probably can't do that, right? If you go... I think the Texas schools got to be together, though, because they want to play each other every year. Yeah, that's true. If you go east-west, the east would be UCF, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Iowa State, and then depending, I mean, you could kind of fudge a little bit Oklahoma State in there, maybe with Kansas, but then you make Kansas-Kansas State a protected rivalry mm. and go that direction. Norwalk's got some work to do here. Mm-hmm. Figuring out... Do you like divisions? I mean, we're seeing... No, I like when the Big the Big 12 has 10 schools and they all play each other every year. And it's a home-and-home home in basketball. I know it's gone. But that's what I like. Um, yes. I, yeah. For this league, just because the Texas schools mm-hmm. and the power players are TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State have had the most success mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. K-State, semi-recently, yep. you can throw in there. West Virginia going back a little bit more. Cincinnati, of course, made a playoff, but in the American... I don't think there's a perfect way geographically. Leaders and legends, bring it back oh for the Big 12. And we will say this. Um, you know, we're talking about football now, but this league basketball-wise oh is going my. to be a bitch. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so, so good. All right, Mitch Holtz is going to join us real quick. Just uh, Didn't it feel, or does it feel, don't put words in your mouth, I feel like that was it for Brady today? Uh, no. You don't think so? I think it is. I thought, But I thought so when he, coming off the field against Dallas, uh, in the in the playoff loss on Monday, it just felt like the end. It just felt like the end to me. Felt like that was it. Um, 
We'll see. Yeah. I kind of half expected at the end of his um, farewell, his little, his little uh, video here this morning, that the supermodel would poke her head back in, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy doesn't always get the girl here in the real world. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, no. Miller and Condon, 1125. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. And it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest. You'll find the pop-up box. Once you do, insert the keyword bills. Type in the keyword bills at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Another opportunity coming up about an hour from now. Mitch Holt is Voice of the Chiefs next. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. This game is over! This game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third time in four years, the Lamar Hunt Trophy... The trophy named after this franchise's founder is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. Wow, well done. Mitch Holter's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He joins us. Papa John Central Iowa uh, sponsors it. We're certainly grateful for the relationship. Hello, Mitch. Trent and Ken, how are you? Hey. Uh, well, crazy man. There's just so much going on, and so <laughs> exciting. And for the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last four years, wow. you guys. I mean, we you walk this path with us because yeah. we start with these reports at the beginning of training camp. These are long, the long and winding road. Use <laughs> the song, but uh, here we are, and. Uh, excitement yeah i bet we started the show in fact uh reminiscing a little bit about that going all the way back to august and with us every week wow. we're certainly grateful so but before we get into this uh let's it's obviously the news today tom brady retiring you called every one of the uh, uh patriots chiefs games bucks chiefs games um in in brady's career how do you remember number 12 or how will you remember him uh it'd be hard to argue that he wasn't the most clutch athlete Ever. I mean, now we're getting into the LeBron versus uh, Michael discussion. But if you take the entire scope of professional sports, uh, who did it more often under such tense circumstances time and time again than this guy? I mean, to have seven Super Bowl championships is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he got the ball late, I mean, we, we dealt with it. Uh, many, many times, including in the biggest of circumstances in the AFC Championship game in 2018, uh, he always did it. It wasn't like he failed in those situations. If you were going to beat him, the times we beat him, we blew him out. You know, we had him beat way early in the game. But if you waited till the end, he was going to find a way to beat you. And he did it over and over and over again. Amazing career. Well, there's a guy that does it over and over over again, and he wears a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. <laughs> and a cape. 
Patrick Mahomes, yeah. that performance, he was gimpy. Ugh. The run as he was shoved out of bounds and gets the extra penalty on top of it. What a gutsy performance. How how tepid was it throughout the week? Yeah, we saw him on the podium, and you know, there's a Bruder's film that came out because of that, and uh, how exactly how he looked. What was it like inside the building and just kind of waiting and seeing exactly how good to go Patrick Mahomes is going to be? Well, inside the building, Trent, it's a phenomenal question, is we've never doubted his toughness. We saw that in 2018. He is, and he's clutch like Tom Brady. I mean, he's got a ways to go to match seven Super Bowl championships. But when you compare Tom's career to Patrick Mahomes' career, book to book, this deep into it, five years, if Patrick can be part of the Super Bowl championship, the only thing he won't have is the three Super Bowls Tom Brady had in his first five years as a starter, and Patrick would have two. But Patrick has everything else, all of the stats, uh, the winningest quarterback in the NFL in his first five years as a starter. But to give you the answer to the question, it's, it's also something that I've tried to animate to you guys really for years, is that not only when you got Andy Reid, you not only got Andy Reid himself, you got the infrastructure of the Philadelphia Eagles of those 14 years. And that included Rick Burkholter, uh, who's thought to be maybe the best athletic trainer in the league. But because of Rick's expertise, he then has the staff. He has one of the leading, the two leading female athletic trainers in the world right now. Mm. And I'm not joking. Uh, and you heard Patrick Mahomes talk about uh, Julie Freimeyer. Julie, 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 Julie. She's an athletic trainer and a physical therapist combination. She's amazing. And a, and a giant part of the story. And then Tiffany Morton, who is an athletic trainer, but also there. I mean, two amazing female athletic trainers who were surrounding Patrick Mahomes night and day. There's times he didn't go home. I mean, he would. it was, it was a literally on the watch hmm. all week long to get him ready to play. It took all of that for that performance that you saw manifested on Sunday night. And uh, that team doesn't have the, the week off because there's a whole bunch of receivers that you've got to get ready for a week from Sunday. Mitch, uh, that, I mean, I guess um, it happens periodically. You lose all those position guys at this, with the same position, but Hardman and Tony and Schuster, man, oh, man. Um, I don't know who was left to catch the football at the end of it. Thankfully, Valdez Scanling was on the roster. It. And he was phenomenal. He was. Now, we got a lot of Packer fans that live in Iowa. I know, I know, because I've traveled the state. But they're going, that was Marquez Valdez-Scantling? <laughs> I mean, he kind of tore up the back of his baseball card in that game mm-hmm. in that he's been known as a yards-per-catch guy and get behind you in the 57-yarder he had against San Francisco this year. and But he was never known as the guts-and-glue guy that's going to make the key catch against double coverage or the tough catch you have to have to keep a drive alive or to get open in the end zone for that one where he landed on his backside. That's not been Marquez Valdez-Scantling's career to this point. We will see if it propels him on to a next level uh, because he's got the athletic skill, uh, but his catch-to-target ratio has always been around 50%. In this game, he was the guy, had to be the guy. And I don't bet, but if you had a player prop bet of, of Marcus Kemp Catching a double-digit pass in the fourth quarter, I'm imagining you're buying lunch today uh, at High V uh, or buying Papa John's pizza this weekend. I'm just it's it's crazy the guys that had to step up. Kelsey also played wow. in Trent. You ask about Patrick. Kelsey played with as much pain in that game mm. as Patrick did because his back was not feeling so good. Juju Smith-Schuster hurt during the game, hurt going into the game. Uh, Hardman hurt during the game, hurt going into the game. 
uh, hurt during the game, Legereus Sneed. Hurt during the game and gutting it out, uh, Nick Bolton. Nine prominent guys were either injured during the game or going into the game that played with injury, and somehow they gutted that out against a really good Cincinnati team. So help me out with Kelsey Mitchell. You brought it up. This happened at practice on Friday? When did did the injury happen? it's wear and tear. I I think it's just tread on the tire. It wasn't something that – I think it's just – if you've had back injuries, and I've had back surgery, and I deal with it with an L4, L5, and it was just – it's been my life. It's just been wear and tear and late nights, and lots of travel, driving 10-hour trips and, you know, getting to Valley games in the middle of the night to yep. get to the next game in the middle of the night. It's just wear and tear. And then it kind of just gets tweaked. Um, and I think it was just the, the load that that guy has had for so long, but he was able to be surrounded by the people I talked about. Evan Kraft is on our athletic training staff. He spent time at Iowa State, really, really good dude. Um, and same with David Glover that they got Kelsey ready to play. And it was almost on the clock, 24 hours, to get those guys to go. Um, but the pain they played through, and they played at such a high level at that pain, is very unique. In my 29 seasons, I've rarely seen a game like that, where guys just were dragging themselves across the finish line. I know it sounds dramatic. Guys, there's no making up the drama in this game. That's The Chiefs won this on sheer guts. And did it, as you mentioned, against a good Cincinnati team. Really good. This mm-hmm. Kansas City organization has dominated their division. Is Cincinnati now their rival? When you look at it, yeah, Buffalo's good. Maybe the Chargers are coming. We'll, we'll see. Denver's got a new coach in Sean Payton. But is their biggest rival right now the Cincinnati Bengals? I wouldn't say that. It always starts with your division. And that's where the Chiefs prepare all year, all year long. And Sean Payton will have a huge positive effect on Denver's organization. Uh, and maybe the hire of Kellen Moore will help Justin Herbert. That's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of the narrative in the summer, as we're mm-hmm. kind of used to. Like, okay, go ahead and go ahead with it. But that's that's going to be your rivals. Uh, and you have to win your division to get a home game in the playoffs. And you're not going to get a one seed if you don't win your division. Mm-hmm. Now, the next step, and here's where the AFC gets really tricky, is I'm going to throw – Jacksonville into this discussion. Yeah, they're coming. Buffalo's really good. They've been the pseudo rival. Cincinnati's a pseudo rival, mainly because of all the talk. I don't know <laughs> yes. what the Cincinnati mayor was I don't saying. either. Like, dude, what are you doing? You're a public servant. <laughs> it's not seventh grade gym class, right? <laughs> right. And so, uh, but Jacksonville's going to join this party next year, you guys. Uh-huh. There, there's enough there where the Jaguars, the Bills, the Bengals, the division will be improved. Sean Payton will improve the Broncos, just the fact that he's Sean Payton. And like I said about Andy Reid's influence, Sean Payton will bring his own infrastructure. He's got his own anchorman news team assemble, guys. So uh, he'll he'll have them. It might take a while. They're going to get through the salary cap stuff and what's going on with, with Russ and all that. But it starts with the division, always will, always will. Mm. But then not far behind are those teams you mentioned. But I'm going to add the Jaguars into the discussion. They'll be... Tough to beat next year. Um, I've got, we got to get Chris Jones into this conversation oh, wow. because what a different, what an impact he had on this football game and the whole season. And the best interior defensive lineman in the National Football League. We look at sacks. He finally got two sacks, but it was everything else in that game against Cincinnati that he did that he's been doing every week of the season. Did not take a week off, hmm. and that means tackle for losses dominating the line of scrimmage, influencing blocking where it allowed opportunities for others. Um, and he has been 
phenomenal this year. Just saw him. Just saw him. He's literally just saw him before I came on with you guys. His frame of mind has been so good this year. Um, and we talked about it in camp. Like he, he's not the same guy, but he was Aaron Donald this year. He mm-hmm. is Aaron Donald this year. Now he's going up against a really awesome offensive line in the Eagles, but they're facing the elite interior defensive player right now in the league in Chris Jones, who can affect the game way more than just getting sacks. I won't have an opportunity to talk to you next week, Mitch. So uh, just a quick look. I, I at will this just game. so you know, yes, Mitch, yes. Get, if that works for you, Ken will be here. Will I will not, but. Uh, yeah. Just you look at this Eagles team, and we've talked about them throughout the course of the year and into the playoffs, and yes, San Francisco was not the same team after the Purdy injury, but what's the weakness? I mean, what do you point at and say, there's a spot in that Eagles team you believe the Chiefs can exploit? No, no weaknesses on the team. Mm -hmm. None. Good offensive line. They improved their receiving core. The the recipe and what Philadelphia has done to build this team is very similar to the way the Chiefs have been consistent winners for 10 seasons and seven for sure in the division. And that is astute free agent signings, um, the ability to draft uh, very well, but their free agent pickups were great. I mean, Hassan Reddick, that NFC championship game. Um, No weakness in the defense, great up front. We'll get into the weeds of this next week with with Ken, but you ask, uh, the defensive line's dominant. Linebackers are good. DBs have been helped with the free agent acquisitions. Jalen Hurts, remember we played these guys last year, and Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. And this is a, largely the same team uh, with some very big-time ex, um, additions. But there are there is no weakness to the Philadelphia Eagles. I would put them on par with the Cincinnati Bengals in saying the same thing. No apparent weakness, offense, defense, or special teams. The Chiefs will have to have a Bengals-like performance to win Super Bowl 57 against a really good Eagles team. Uh, before we talk about pizza, when do you guys leave for uh, Phoenix? Sunday or Monday? Sunday, Sunday got gotcha. you. Yep, we're wheels up Sunday, and, and we'll be down there. And, and truthfully, now we're back to, you know, 2020 was so weird. COVID, and then yeah. we had some really difficult circumstances when we, it was weird. And we're playing Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. Right, right. It just felt like a regular season road game. 19, of course, was great. Uh, but this will be more of the craziness. This is a zany week. You must handle the distractions. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's talk about our friends at Papa John's, Mitch. Well, let's go down the line. Tell me where there's Trent. You ask. Mm-hmm. Tell me where there's a weakness here. Medium one topping pizza. Not cookie, there. Six piece wings, ten piece chicken poppers, mm-hmm. papadilla, breadsticks, cheese sticks, garlic knots, uh, chocolate cookie, uh, chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip brownie, uh, cinnamon uh, pull apart. Mm. Papa pairings. You just pair them up. Six ninety nine each. Papa pairings. It sounds like playoffs. Sounds like Super Bowl party, uh, but they've got it. And the Donaldsons are awesome. We talk about them all the time. But there's your Papa pairings, Trent. You ask. There's your whole lineup. Uh, awesome. I will email you early in the week next week, Mitch. Thanks for doing this as always. Travel safe. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you, Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Papa John Central Iowa sponsors uh, our weekly visits with Mitch and daily visits during the month of August with the training camp reports. It's great. Love to have him on. And yeah, me too. It's good. Boy, you know, we've had this relationship for a long time mm-hmm. with Mitch. There's sometimes that it becomes a little more difficult. Not anymore. With no. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> with this team. I'm talking about one of the, I mean, where's this franchise going? As long as 15's under center, where are they going? A Nowhere, sadly. tender right. year after year after year. You know, and going back to this summer, I was looking back, and uh, a couple of weeks ago I came in, 
showing you my, all my future bets that I have yeah. in there. And I got Kansas City at the time, and they were 10 to 1. <sighs> and just, oh, they lost Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And this is something we talked to Mitch about. We talked about it with Nick Athen. We talk about it when we talk about Chiefs is sustainability. They, are look, they looked at the model of New England. And what Veach did is knowing, look, we have to do this with Patrick Mahomes here. It's not about this year. It's not about the next two years. It's about the next decade. And to do that, you got to make tough choices. And that's getting rid of Tyreek Hill. But ultimately, if you keep Mahomes right, you're going to be there year after year after year. I, I think we're in for a dinger. I really, This yeah. Super Bowl's got a chance to be one an all-timer, I think. It really does. Hey, real quick on this. There's a, there's been a lot of Twitter out there that Brock Purdy's out for the year. Like, he may well be. Apparently, Dan Patrick had an orthopedic surgeon on his show today mm-hmm. and speculated. He hasn't seen any of the x-rays or has not examined Brock Purdy. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He may well be 100% right. But the Niners haven't said anything. Purdy hasn't said anything. This was a guest on Patrick's show. If Orthopedic it's, surgeon, I'll give you that. Yeah. If it's Tommy John surgery. Then that is a yeah, year. Yeah. But he doesn't... Have you heard it other than from this guy that it's Tommy John? Well, there, that was on the bottom line on ESPN. Is The report that I first saw that day of the announcement, what was that Monday? Uh, yes, yes. It yes. said... Tommy John's surgery is what was recommended, and he's getting a second opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's the first recommendation. That's kind of scary, too, though, isn't it? I mean, it's a year. If, oh, if absolutely. Indeed it's right. no, again, he, this guy may be proven right, but he has not examined Purdy, and Purdy nor the Niners have made the statement that right. he's going to undergo Tommy John and be gone for a year. He's going for right. the second opinion, maybe a third or fourth or fifth opinion. Until he gets the right opinion he wants to hear. And he. Certainly doesn't want Tommy no, John. No, 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 no. Oh, it's so, so unfortunate. Speaking of the Dan Patrick show, Seton coming yeah, to So town. help me out with this. I don't, I don't listen to the radio, as you know. Yes. <laughs> um, has he been with Patrick forever on oh, yeah. this show, yeah. has he? Yeah. yeah, he was part of the group that came over from ESPN when Patrick launched his own thing. And yeah, he's been with him for a really long time. So this so. is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. He's driving some kind of big rig all the way across the country going to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And yeah, stopping through here, they're going to go to the Drake I game tonight. Wish I would be able to make it over there tonight. 8 to o'clock tonight, tip. But uh, was gone last night doing basketball. Going to be over calling well, Girls State Wrestling, wrestling tomorrow. tomorrow. right? Yeah, yeah. So going to be ducking out of town right after the show tomorrow. So just three nights in a row away from the family. Probably yeah, not the probably right much thing. too much yeah. to ask. Mom yeah. needs a little bit of a break, right? <laughs> she does. I can understand that. Um, so yeah, eight o'clock uh, tipped uh, at the uh, nap tonight. And, uh, and and Drake opened as a nine point favorite. They're now seven and a half. The uh, they'll be there for that one and keep an eye out KXNO on Twitter on Facebook I know AD is uh, working through some details gonna maybe have a place they're gonna stop for a cocktail or two before the game and go out so if you want to hang out with Seton and the crew from uh, Dan Patrick baiting their way through uh, stop on out but those details will be up on our social media accounts and they're gonna he's gonna join Murph and Andy today yes I saw that too yep Good stuff. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Jess Settles, who called uh, Northwestern Iowa last night, he will join us at 12.05. Then we'll head to Chicago. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy, and his weekly appearances here with Miller & Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Isn't that great? 
No big game celebration is complete without a game of squares. Circus Sports Iowa now offers Circus Squares bets. Everyone who has played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circus Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of $1 and a maximum payout of $100,000, it's easier than ever. Download the Circus Sports app today to place your Circus Squares bets. For more information, visit CircusSports.com. Must be 21 older and present in Iowa to wager. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call or visit 1-800-BETS. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Did you take a look at the prices for the Circus Squares? Did you dabble yet? No, that's more kind of your... I know I'll play a few, mm-hmm. but that's your bag. I mean, you you absolutely love those things. I'm, I'm going to play. I'm going to play 0-0, zero, zero, I think, all four quarters. 0-0, zero, zero, huh? Then just take a stab. I went 7-7 seven, seven last year. Uh-huh. Uh, I have no opinion on the game. You could tell me that the make case Eagles are going to win, I would buy it. You make case likewise for the Chiefs, I would buy it. I have no clue. <laughs> that's I really heard. don't. Yeah. I mean, who, where's, the, where's the edge? Where does one team have a significant edge over the other? Tight end? Yes. But it's... If Kelsey's back... And it's not a significant uh, edge, I don't think. Goddard's no, good. He's solid, yeah. Uh-huh. He is a top 10 tight end. Kelsey's probably top one. Top one. Two, right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't know where the edge is. Quarterback. Both their kickers are good. Hertz had a phenomenal year. And, and Patrick Mahomes, at 100%, yes. Mm-hmm. Is he? We don't know. Do we know if Hertz is 100%? I don't think he is. No. I don't think he is. So maybe you say Mahomes because he proved it. Mm-hmm. While injured, so tough. We haven't seen that. And hurts. He basically had two buys. Well, three buys to get mm-hmm. here. A real buy. Yep. The Giants. Yeah, the Giants at the end, and then the injured 49ers. Yeah. And the week before, when they pasted the uh, the, the Vikings. I'm feeling good having a plus money ticket in my oh, pocket. The Giants, right now rather with uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm I'm happy where I am right now, but you know me. And as I'm departing on vacation. I gotta you get better all, get your bets in by Wednesday because your I, app doesn't work. I got to get all my bets in. Uh-huh. I got to get everything in there. It's going to be a lot of work. It could be a lot of work because I'll be searching in far off places for national anthem, Gatorade color, be doing all that goofy yeah, stuff. National but, anthem is a no no in Iowa, correct? Correct. That is one, yes, that is not measured on the field, so it's a no-no in Nevada. And, and the timing always gets out the day before because someone yes. inevitably is at the rehearsal. Oh, absolutely. And times it and then tells their buddies. And, and Brent Musburger apparently did that way back in the day. And really? some people made some money off of that. Uh, friends the in the, the desert. Goes. Yes, friends in the desert. And I'm sure the, 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 uh, the story that when it came out has not been embellished or changed at all. <laughs> not at all. Over the years, right? Uh, good stuff. What about tonight, Trent? In case we run out of time, mm-hmm. and, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, uh, Drake, you and I, is going to be part of your picks coming up at uh, 10 minutes before 1. Do you have an opinion tonight? I still lean Drake. I just I think Drake's roster's better. Well, there's no doubt about that. It's incredible what this you and I team, mm-hmm. how they're I don't know how even they're involved. Yeah, the Duax kid. Mm-hmm. He's playing center for him, but it's not just that. He's no. beating people off the dribble. He's hitting shots from the outside. This This is a nondescript high school recruit coming in and he's just out there dominating the MVC mm-hmm. at a level you didn't mm-hmm. anticipate. How many times do we hear Bowen Bourne? Bo- oh, he's too small. He's not going to be able to score. He's not going to be able to do the things he did at Norwalk when he gets up to the MVC and here he is putting in 18 a game and just... Yeah, and has been doing it since he got there. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know how, but they hang around. Drake's just better. 
Mm-hmm. They they're, are. They're just a better team. I think so, too. And you love to talk about that light on the tunnel. We flipped the calendar to February today. This group, fifth, six-year guys, no, and this is it. This is our last go-around. Mm-hmm. Let's go out there. Let's show that we are the most talented team, which I still believe they are, the I most talented too. team in the Valley. Me, too. Go out there. Let's start to flex our muscle a little bit. This is part of my picks, and I think you can tell where I'm leading. I think you're leading Drake. So, yeah. t- Tucker DeVries, I mean, that injury is a weird one, right? Do we know if he's playing tonight? We don't. Not, I have not seen anything. I have not either. Uh, Emin Ecker had not, when we had him yesterday, Adam mm-hmm. did not say uh, he, that, that he had. And he's doing the game tonight. Right. Uh, so he has nothing definitive or didn't when he talked to us yesterday, 24 hours ago. Um, but the injury, an infection, hospitalized with an infection in his elbow. You think of, you hear about people get staph infections. Uh, sure, yeah. And But that's usually like after a surgery. Brian Ferentz had that when he was a player at Iowa. And that can be really dangerous. And that's also really debilitating. It takes a long time. Again, don't know if it's that's what it is. Well, it's pretty serious. He was hospitalized. Right, but you got to assume, yeah, uh-huh. it has to be something pretty significant here. Better chance than not that he doesn't go I tonight. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I guess when everybody does. Yeah. All right. Our number two just settles. He did the game last night. Who did the play by play? Guy that I didn't know uh, real well. I'd heard the voice before. But, yeah, I'm with you. And, and he said it at one point, the or they they had the Chiron underneath with him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just didn't know that guy very well. It was a good. It was a good broadcast mm-hmm. last night. Well, Settles will be uh, joining us here when we come back, and then we'll head to Chicago catch up with our friend David Kaplan. I look forward to catching up with Cap. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors his weekly appearances here on Miller & Condon. We've got an hour to go. We appreciate you hanging in with us. Uh, We'll be back with Jess Settles. It's Miller & Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.